Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast and this is episode 65 where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Now on today's show we're going to have Matt Kroll from the Imagineer podcast on the show and he was actually on the show way back when he was actually the very first cast member interview that I ever did. So he's back on the show talking about his time working at a professional internship down in Walt Disney World. So we're going to learn a little bit about what he did over there. Why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. On today's show, we have Matt Kroll from the Imagineer Podcast. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Matt. How are you? Uh, you know what? I can't complain. It's uh, I'm actually really excited to have you back on the show. It's been since November, um, and I know, wow. yeah, it's been it's been a long time. So yeah, that is I, when you say that. I didn't even realize how it felt like yesterday, but that's incredible. And I'm glad you asked me to be back on the show. I always I always enjoy. It's one thing I enjoy podcasting, but I also really enjoy being a guest on other podcasts. So thanks for bringing me on to the show again. No, definitely. Yeah. So uh, I know I probably said it at the top of the show already, but I'm going to repeat it again. Make sure you guys check out episode 21. So Matt, you're, you're episode 21. We are, this is going to be episode 65. So it's, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, it's been a long time. So wow. 40 episodes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> say so. so I know. So if if you haven't if you haven't listened to episode twenty one, you might not want to. Um, Matt, give like a quick. So we already interviewed you about uh, your your work as you worked as the um, Disney cast member for the Disney College program. Uh, we talked about your time working at like Kilimanjaro Safari. So give like a quick kind of recap of your time uh, working at uh, that Disney College program, and then we'll go into what you're uh, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so I definitely will just give the 30,000-foot view, so not to spend too much time going into the details, but when I was in college as an undergrad, I did the Disney College program. This is going back to 2007, and that, for context, was the year that the iPhone came out. And I worked at Kilimanjaro Safaris for eight months. I did what's called the Fall Advantage program. So I applied in the early spring of my freshman year and was accepted into the program a few weeks later and then began the program in May, the end of May. And that lasted all the way through the summer, through the fall. And my end date was somewhere around January 4th, January 5th, and then headed back and finished up school. So... That is the really high level, but working there, I had the chance to do just about everything at Kilimanjaro Safaris from a cast member perspective. I didn't work with the animals directly, which is a very common question that I get. That's completely a, uh, which we'll talk about today, professional internship opportunity. If you're going for zoology, you have a chance to intern as a um, animal care expert at Kilimanjaro Safaris, but because I was not an expert in animals, just in guest service, 
I was working all the positions at Kilimanjaro Safaris, including driving the trucks and everything that goes along with uh, that safari, that attraction. So I had to memorize all those animal facts and give the the spiel as I was going along the safari. And then I also learned to work all of the what we call land positions, which would be the greeter role or at the time when FastPass was still paper tickets, FastPass distribution or FastPass return, the load areas, unload, stroller parking, anything involving the attraction operations. So that was my time on the Disney College program. And uh, I know today we'll be talking about my, my other experience as a Disney professional intern. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that definitely uh, wraps it up very nicely. So yeah, guys, make sure you listen to episode 21 so you can learn all about Matt because he not only talks about his time working at the parks, but a little bit of his Disney Disney history and some, uh, you get to know a little bit more about him. So, but yeah, so Matt, so before we kind of get into your professional internship today, I want to kind of talk about your podcasts a bit because you've been doing some great work uh, over there, over at the Imaginator Podcast. So uh, you recently have been running a, a charity. So I kind of want you to just give the folks like a high level review of, of about that. And maybe, uh, and the folks who aren't familiar with the Imaginator Podcast, give like a quick uh, overview of that as well. Yeah, I'm happy to. And first of all, Matt, thank you for helping to sponsor this charity giveaway because it was a challenge to try to, well, not as challenging as I thought it would be. Uh, there, there's a lot of really generous Disney accounts out there, but I was really happy to that you were that you agreed to be a sponsor as well. Um, but of course, I, I'm glad to have, I'm glad to have been a part of that. I appreciate that. Thanks for reaching out and uh, and anytime, man. Yeah, of course. And. Um, so the charity that I am working with through the Imagineer podcast is DonorsChoose.org, which is not a very popular charity, but I have a lot of teachers in the family. My wife is a teacher. A lot of people involved with the Imagineer podcast are teachers, and I see firsthand how two things. One, education, I strongly believe, is the key to making your dreams come true, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast and the whole uh, you know, I always leave every podcast episode by telling everybody that if you can dream it, you can do it, which is, of course, a quote brought directly from Disney. But in order to make your dreams come true, education is a huge key to making that happen. And I attribute a lot of my success to having a strong education and the sacrifices my parents made to give me a strong education. And so DonorsChoose.org is a charity that aligns with teachers in schools where they might not have all the resources they need to uh, get the best education that they can. And so teachers will, and in a lot of cases in these schools, teachers are paying money out of pocket for supplies and resources for kids, um, for their students. So Donors Choose is a charity that raises money for teachers in those areas. The thing I like about it is you can actually choose the projects you want to donate to. So if there's one in particular that kind of speaks to you, you can donate to that one or donate to a part of the country or a, a specific discipline or a specific age. So there's a lot of ways to break it out. But the giveaway that I'm running is uh, basically, an it gives you everybody an incentive to donate to this charity. Um, the, the caveat is you have to do it through the Imagineer Podcast landing page, which is donorschoose.org slash Imagineer Podcast. Um, and that's just because it's the only way I can actually see if you've donated or not. Um, but for every dollar that you donate, you get an entry into this giveaway. So, of course, if you donate $1, that would be one entry. If you donate $10 of 10 entries, pretty straightforward. Um, so... The giveaway is going to run through the summer. I'm tying it to the virtual Run Disney series um, that's happening June, July, and August. And then on August 31st or September 1st, we're going to pull three names. Um, of course, those who donated a little bit more will have a little bit of a higher chance to uh, to win. And the top prize, the grand prize, is going to be a $250 Disney gift card. Um, Runner-up will get a $100 Disney gift card. And then third place is going to get a $50 Disney gift card. So... Good incentive for donating to charity and also to potentially get some Disney money in return. So you can get you can learn more about that again. Just go to donors choose slash imagine your podcast and leave a uh, donation there and uh, good luck and hope you win. But if not, thank you for donating. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So guys, make sure you check that out. And I'll Matt, I'll definitely be sure to link everything in the show notes so people can easily find those links. Uh, just yeah, a lot easier. So thank you. 
Of course. Yeah. All right. So let's kind of get into the Disney talk. So, um, so I honestly, I don't really know much about your professional internship, which is kind of good because sometimes usually I know what my guests uh, have done. Uh, and I don't, so I don't know what to expect from this episode. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, so you had finished up, you said your internship, uh, the, the original Disney college program at the, in January of 2008, correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. So when, when did you do the professional internship? Yeah, this was years down the line. I did this in 2014. I did this from January to June. The professional internships are a little different of a structure. Um, there's six months and you get to choose from January to June or June to January. Wow. So this was a much, much further out. <laughs> so it was, when did you, when did you graduate college? So this was like, this was way after college. Yeah, no, I took 10 years. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> I did. So I did my four years of undergrad and again, you know, having done the Disney college program and the tail end of my freshman year into the beginning of my sophomore year. And I graduated and got a, you know, what they call a real job. Um, my degree was in marketing. That's what I wanted to pursue. I had this dream of maybe one day working for Disney on the marketing team. And I got some experience. I live up in New York. It's where I'm from. Um, it's where I graduated from college as well. So I got a job as a, um, sort of an entry level marketing manager and did that for, um, actually I jumped around a little bit. So I did that for about a year and then I moved into like a sales manager role um, for another year and then decided to go to get my MBA, which was on my career path when I had even started college. I knew I wanted to do that. And so I applied to different schools and got a, accepted into Fordham University's MBA program. And in my second year, because it was a two-year program, decided to throw my hat into the ring to try to get a, a marketing internship with Disney. And so that's when I did some more research about professional internships at Disney, learned more about the Disney professional internship program and did it during my MBA. But you're right. It is very spread apart. And I find that a lot of people, and this is what I recommend, especially if your end goal is to work for Disney is to do the Disney college program early in your undergrad. And especially if you don't know if you want to go to grad school, um, to do your you know college program early in undergrad, maybe think about doing an alumni program, which is only for those who have done the Disney college program. It's just a summer internship, um, or maybe do Disney college program again, and then tie a Disney professional internship with graduation, um, to do it either your last semester or right after you graduate. And then that will give you the chance to extend. And we could talk more about that, but like to extend and maybe get some temporary positions as you try to get a full-time role with Disney. Wow. So, so what was sort of, since you did it much later, what was kind of the process? Cause you said you did a lot of research into it. So what kind of, what did, what did that entail? So it was very different from the Disney college program because with the Disney college program, you apply to the program and you select certain types of roles you might want, whether that be working in quick service or in hospitality, working at the resorts or in attractions um, <clears throat> or merchandise. So there's a lot of different category roles you would apply to. And then you get accept if you do get accepted, you are selected to work for one of those, even if you had selected multiple. And then they assign you based on need and compare, you know, and kind of compare you to the other applicants and figure out what makes the best sense. And then eventually you go down there and you find out when you check in what your role is going to be. So I didn't know until I got down to Orlando. I knew I had gotten operations as as because they didn't have quote unquote attractions at the time it was bucketed into its operations category. So I knew I'd gotten operations, but I didn't know until like two days before traditions that I was going to be working in Kilimanjaro Safaris. With the Disney Professional Internship Program, the different departments around Walt Disney World and Disneyland and there's other departments as well with ESPN and with Marvel and with other parts of Disney, um, they decide how many interns they need or how many interns they want to hire or how many interns they have the budget for and then we'll post roles and it might not be all at once. Um, so like the Disney college program, it's like, all right, you know, fall applications are open and then you just apply. 
but for the Disney Professional Internship, it's more like there's a general timeline of when they're going to be posted, but they had just have to post them in enough time that they're able to hire somebody for the next internship um, period of either January to June or June to January. So I knew that I wanted to, because of my background and my career path, select a marketing internship. So I had to apply to individual marketing internships, almost like applying for individual jobs. Um, I applied to three, if I remember off the top of my head. So one of them was the Disney Vacation Club marketing strategy team. Um, they had one intern slot open. Another was the Walt Disney World domestic resorts marketing team. They had one slot open. And then another one was the Walt Disney World Florida residents marketing strategy team. And they also had one intern slot open. So very different than a Disney college program. You really select your individual role and it is incredibly competitive because there literally is at sometimes just one position open. Yeah, that's got to be really intense. I've, I've heard it's very competitive. Um, I mean, so how did you how did you find yourself? I mean, did you I, I assume you apply to all three of these positions, right? Or does Dizzy kind of just want you to like apply to one and go for that one? I applied to all three. And I think that Disney treats the professional internship program like they would treat applying for a real job at Disney. They want you to have a focus. They encourage you to apply for a few positions, but they don't want to see you applying for everything because then that says to them that you might not know exactly what you want to do or you aren't focused and they want focused people. So I thought three was a nice magic number to yeah, apply and, to. And they're all really related to each other because they're all marketing positions. So it's not like you're trying to do marketing for one and then like maybe sales for another or like design or something like that. So exactly. Yeah. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And so that's what I had applied to. Okay. So did, did you, did you get interviews for all these positions or did you just get like a callback for one? So like what happened after that? So I had a general HR interview or casting interview to start and this is going back, so my memory not might not be 100% accurate, but if I remember correctly, I just had one casting interview. And I do remember actually who I spoke with. This is a cast member named Melissa, who I kept in touch with afterwards. Um, and we talked about the different roles I had applied to and what my interests were. And that was a very general interview. She wasn't asking specifically about what I would think about doing marketing strategy for Disney Vacation Club or... Walt Disney World, you know, domestic strategy or uh, Walt Disney World Florida resident strategy it was just talking about my marketing experience and my education and my interests and gauging my personality more than trying to figure out which interview I'd be best suited for. But that was my first interview. And then from there, I know they passed my resume along to those teams. And then those teams decided who wanted to interview me. And this, I say, is probably a really interesting story. So I, and it's probably a little unusual, so I am the type of person that I, when I know what I want, I am, I go into overdrive. I have this serious work ethic and motivation and my whole personality just shifts. And I, when I really want something, and I feel in my heart that it's right, in my head that it's right. I give literally, you know, you can't give more than 100% literally, but if I could, you know, mm -hmm. I give like 150%. Like I am, I'm in full gear. So it affects the way I speak. It affects the way I behave. And I just transform into this really confident and motivated person. So I had heard that from uh, the beginning um, so I, I had that interview with casting and then I had my, my first, my real goal, like my ultimate dream goal. And it still is in some ways, my ultimate dream is to do marketing strategy for Walt Disney World, the domestic team, because they're the ones that put out those commercials that you think about. They're the ones that are, if you're at home and you see a commercial or an ad for Walt Disney World, they're the team that's responsible for that. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And I had my first interview with the 
marketing manager, the hiring manager for that position, who was this um, woman named Jen, who I still, again, keep in touch with as much as I can. But Jen had told me in the interview that, and maybe this was after the fact, that because I had applied so early in the process, I was randomly just, you know, she asked casting, could you just send me like a couple of resumes? And they just sent mine, just kind of random. They just, they just said, here's one we think you might like, check it out. Um, and my first interview with her, again, I was, I knew that was, she would be, you know, I was kind of picturing like, I want this person to be my future boss. So I, I, you know, I said, I said everything as best as I could. I put on my like 150% hats. I gave all the great answers that I wanted to give. I was prepared, like I prepared the, you know, the heck out of that interview. Um, it was a phone interview, so it always helps to have notes in front of you, which I did. Like everything I might want to possibly talk about from my experience and examples. And I, I spoke with passion and I just really knew that's what I wanted to do. And she then scheduled a follow-up interview with me with her team and before she told me this after the fact um she said to her colleagues and to her boss she's like this is the person i want like she she just knew right away that this is the person i want on my team um and i had an interview a follow-up interview with three people on her team all at once over the phone plus her it was very challenging they asked me very tough questions but again gave 150%, very prepared, you know, did my homework, did my research, asked excellent questions. And I then at the same time was interviewing for the marketing strategy team at Disney Vacation Club, which I also really wanted to do. But I knew that like my heart was saying, I really want that domestic, you know, domestic marketing strategy team. That's the, that's the role I want. Like I will, I will, I will fight as hard as I can for that role. Um, turns out that after several weeks or a few weeks when I finally hear back, um, you know, I heard from the, the casting that I had been accepted to the Disney Vacation Club marketing strategy team. And I was really excited, um, but also slightly disappointed because I wanted the other role and I thought I just like knocked it out of the park. So it turns out that I go down to Florida and I, I told, you know, I kept in touch with Jen um, and I basically said, you know, I'd love to meet up with you in person. You know, I got accepted, just would love to keep that connection. So we did. And she told me, she said, you know, Matt, I got to tell you that Chad, who ended up being my, um, my leader at Disney Vacation Club, she's like, Chad and I actually went out to coffee to fight over you because both of us wanted you on our team. Oh, and the no. only reason she said the only reason that, um, you know, and, and she said, we know we ask. I think they did ask me my first choice. And I said my first choice was to work with uh, on Jen's team. And she said, um, the only reason that I, you know, both of us decided to have you work with Disney Vacation Club. She said, number one, I started on Disney Vacation Club and I feel it's going to be a great learning experience for you. But number two she was going to go on maternity leave in January, which is when I was supposed to start. And she said, I want to give you the best environments possible. So I've actually kind of closed the role and asked my current intern who knows everything he needs to know at this point, if he's willing to stay another six months while I'm on maternity leave. Um, and, you know, keep, keep that going as opposed to having someone new, you know, almost like set up for failure because there's not as strong of a team in place. Um, so, it was a really like just incredible interview experience. Wow, that's um, nuts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, like I said, it's a story. But, yeah. Um, no. Well, you. I mean, I was at the edge of my seat the whole time because I'm like, <laughs> that's that's insane. I mean, that's that's uh, that. You know, I, I. Well, I can't wait to hear more about the the Disney Vacation Club now. But I mean, I mean, it sounds like you you did knock it out of the park, and it's it's really cool that both of them ended up fighting over you but i mean i think that makes total sense i think she i mean it sounds like she made the right decision i mean i know it's a little unfortunate for you because you did the uh, you didn't get the domestics which which is what you wanted but i mean i'm sure you had a fantastic experience at the disney vacation club though i will say it was definitely the right call i did have an amazing experience um and i still keep in touch with all three of them um because i did um i don't think i had an interview for the florida resident one 
And part of the reason I believe was because they wanted someone who was fluent in Spanish, which I am not. But um, they, I do the, the hiring managers for all three of the, those roles who have are still at the company and have gone on to bigger and better things. Um, are I still keep in touch with the three of them because they're just great mentors. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm sure everyone is dying to know a little bit more about the role because, I mean, I definitely am. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so you moved, so you live in New York and you moved back down to Florida. So you started just for the role. So kind of go into like what the training was like and kind of mm-hmm. what you had to do. Yeah. Again, very, there's some similar details, but also very different. The only similar path is no matter what you do at Disney and I had been not working for Disney for a few years. So I had to go through the process again. You start with traditions. So I went down there, I found out where I was going to be living. I was not, the difference with the professional internships is you don't live in the housing that everybody thinks about with the Disney College program. You're not living at Vista Way or Chatham Square or Patterson. You're actually living in an uh, apartment complex, similar concept. But um, I lived in Falcon Square, which is in this town called Independence, which is in Winter Garden, which if you were to go behind the Magic Kingdom and drive five minutes north, is where that's located. It's oh, a very, I know, I know Winter yeah. Garden because I know if I ever move to Florida, that's I want to move to Winter place. Garden. <laughs> I swear to you, as soon as I started like living there, I suddenly realized how amazing Orlando is because when I lived in Chatham Square and the Disney College program, I'm like, man, this place. I love Disney, but living here, this is a tourist trap. Like, there's just so many tourists and traffic and it's busy and it's there's you know it just it has a very winter garden is is truly the the homey part of orlando um yeah that's what i hear far removed from it's far removed from the tourist area but it's close enough that again it's it's a five minute drive to the back of the magic kingdom you could still you're gonna hear fireworks uh, every night as long as you're okay with it yeah (laughs) yeah um and you know, the fireworks are never going to be that late, which is always good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I moved in, you know, found out who my roommates are and then ended up doing traditions a day or two later and then went straight to, you know, Disney Vacation Club's office, which is located in Celebration and um, had my first day of training there. I, I met my leader, Chad, and I met the team and I was walked around Disney Vacation Club's office and I met all the different teams and um i was looped in on a on a meeting right away um the nice thing is when i arrived at my desk because they kind of give you you know a desk a cubicle um they had this is very different from any other job you'll have they had a um like a personalized uh, printout with i think i can't even remember who was on it i have a picture of my desk somewhere but it had like you know print out a mickey saying like welcome matthew and like we're so happy to have you on our team and um they like put all these Disney decorations up at my desk and my trainer organized a lot of my materials for me and made sure all my training was very easy and organized. And, um, you know, it's a lot of the basic stuff, accessing my computer, a lot of things you would do at the first day of a job of any office job. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm dressed in business casual, so I'm not dressed in costume. It's very different. And it was like working at a real job. Um, so I had training for a few days, might have been a full week. Um, I had to read a lot of information and bind that they put together in binders for me. I had to learn all the processes. I had to learn Disney Vacation Club's marketing strategy, their marketing campaigns. I had to learn all the different teams who to go to, how to use my email. You know, it, it's a lot of that type of work. Um, but it's so exciting because I was working on the marketing team at Disney. So it was just a, a, a dream come true for my, uh, like my graduate career. That's what I wanted to do. And it was just a, like a wow moment, but a, a nine to five job as opposed to, you know, Monday to Friday, nine to five, as opposed to my college program schedule, which could have been pretty much all over the place. Awesome. So, so, I mean, can you talk about like some of the projects you maybe worked on? I mean, was there anything that's like stood out to you? Like what were some of the things that you had worked on? Yeah. The nice thing is that they really did treat me like an entry level marketing manager as opposed to an intern. I wasn't getting coffee. I wasn't doing anything like that. I was truly, um, with support managing projects. So of course I can't go into too much detail from their secret sauce or their, 
or, or what they do, but uh, the projects at a high level that I worked on were, um, you know, it, I think it's no secret that Disney Vacation Club has a, uh, um, like a, a DVD or now it's a streamable video that they put together. So I was put onto that project to kind of revise that. Um, and again, I had leaders who were really taking the lead on it, but I was doing things like watching the videos and making sure that the script perfectly matched what was originally, you know, what was being spoken was originally in the script, checking to make sure there are no errors um, anywhere. And then, uh, you know, just making sure that the, that was ready to go. Um, I also worked on, <clears throat> if you ever go, again, I'm only sharing things that people would know. Um, if you ever go to do a tour of Disney Vacation Club, they might hand you this thing called the Dream Book, which is a hundred plus page, beautiful um, booklet. And in fact, a lot of people use it as Disney, Disney Vacation Club members, a lot of them will use it as sort of like conversation pieces and put it on their coffee table. That's how, how gorgeous it is. Um, but it's a, it's promotional, it's a marketing material. Um, but it's like a hundred plus pages kind of showing you all the different destinations you can go to and how your point system works and your, your sales guide will throw his business card in the back. Um, so I also helped to, again, not, uh, you know, I didn't build the thing, but I did sort of, um, I was responsible for making sure almost quality checking to make sure that, uh, everything was <clears throat> compliant for our legal team and that all the copy was correct in it and the designs look good and um, making, you know, kind of taking note of anything that I had to maybe change. Um, and then I was also, um, I worked on a lot, of, a lot of projects with the last one I'll share is that I also helped to uh, update the Disney Vacation Club websites back in 2014. And it's very much changed since then. But I went through and I was given sort of a, a checklist of things to make sure that were um, updated and went in and made those adjustments. Um, it was a lot of fun to work with um, Yellow Shoes, which I don't know how many of you know Yellow Shoes, but they're the in-house advertising team at Disney. So in a lot of companies, you might outsource your advertising if you want a commercial to put together. Your marketing team will start that, to sort of like write the strategy behind it and what you're looking to accomplish, but then outsource that to an agency to actually film the commercial and and sh you know, and actually share it with you, um, and maybe different versions of it. But Disney has that team in-house, um, which is called Yellow Shoes. Which is I Mickey's, never, Mickey Shoes. I never knew that they had their own in-house agency. That's they neat. do, they yeah. do. Um, you can apply to an internship there if you're in advertising. <laughs> so, um, if you're like a designer, graphic designer, video editor, or um, copywriter, like you can actually apply to that. So I oh, got to work neat. with them directly, which was really cool. Um, they're a very like quirky team and. I uh, have a lot of passion for Disney. Uh, it's it's a very cool team to work for if you ever are in advertising and, and want to work for Disney one day. It's like a, a great career path. Cool. I mean, yeah, that's that's really awesome. So, so yeah, those that so that was like the high level of, of like the the projects you worked on. Yeah, and you know, a lot of my day was meetings, and <laughs> it's like yeah, the, the typical usual, desk job. Yeah, <laughs> the usual nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Exactly. So, so was there any um, anything that stood out particular? I mean, it, uh, I'm not even sure what questions to ask about the internship at this point. Cause yeah, I, so I, specific. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really don't know a lot about the professional internship. So was there was there anything different working for Disney as like a regular mm -hmm. nine to five job? Like, was there anything? I, I hate to use the word magical about it, but um, I mean, was it? Yeah, was there anything special like that? I will say one of my favorite things is the support system. So. They had a, especially for the interns, a, a lot of learning development opportunities, not just for, like, I was the one intern in my position, um, although we did have another intern who had started six months before me, um, and then she extended, so I was working alongside her, which is also great for training, but, you know, besides the two of us, that was kind of it, so we had monthly get-togethers for marketing interns at Disney where the head of the marketing team at Disney, like I'm not talking about just like some marketing manager they throw into a seminar, but literally the person who leads the marketing strategy at Walt Disney World um, sat down with the interns once a month to answer questions, to um, 
talk about creative ideas and what it's like to work for Disney full time and what other company would do that. I mean, it was, and she was just so gracious with her time. Um, just like that alone just stood out to me um, from a professional perspective. But they also had um, get togethers also once a month for the larger marketing organization, whether, you know, interns, managers, directors, whoever. Um, it was a like a whole team dedicated to this monthly events and also a like a, a, a microsite around learning and development. Um, and they once a month would get together and share with us a lot of creative ideas that were in the advertising world or social media world or marketing world with Disney or not with Disney, in most cases not with Disney, and just use it as sort of a creative platform for us to get new ideas. Um, as far as like the magical part of it, I would say, you know, the only thing that really makes it magical is the fact that you are working for Disney, which means that all of your projects 24 seven are, or nine to five are around Disney. So all the projects I was working on, you know, it's not just a marketing project. It's a marketing project that's going to be facing, you know, thousands and thousands of guests. Um, and that means that I need to make sure the quality is there because people know Disney in general, let alone their marketing team stands for a certain level of quality. So, and a certain brand reputation. So I was sort of uh, one of the safeguards of that reputation, um, which made it a magical experience. And then the perks, much like the Disney college program, you leave work, you change into your regular clothes and then you go to the parks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's the dream. That, it's the dream. Yeah. Um, so, but then beyond that, I was also, I became a little bit more of a local by doing the professional internship because most of us, there, there is an advantage to doing the Disney College program. It gives you a leg up. And most of us had done the Disney College program and sort of had that um, you know, like Disney party atmosphere where we're going to the parks all the time and we're you know, just like living and breathing Disney. And as a Disney professional intern, intern especially because you're mingling a lot more with peers who live there, um, you do a lot more of the local stuff. So I'd, especially at the end of the day, like maybe a bunch of us are going out to the town tavern in celebration. You know, we're not going to Epcot, we're going to the town tavern or um, Four River Smokehouse in Winter Garden. Like there's just a different layer to it that's made it still incredibly magical, but made it feel like you really were living there as a resident. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you like what, I mean, what did you do outside? Because you had all that free time, but I mean, it's, that's kind of neat how you kind of became a local yourself uh, because yeah, you're, you're not dealing with just kids or college students anymore you're dealing with adults who these are their full-time jobs working for disney so now was this like a was this a big office that you're in because i'm not really familiar with any of the offices that they have down there yeah if you're ever interested actually you can literally pass it i mean it's it's in a it's in celebration it's a uh there's like a three-story building um a typical like corporate suburban corporate office if that makes sense um, the marketing department was just one section of it, but there's, you know, everyone who worked for Disney Vacation Club and corporate, so to speak, was pretty much located in that office. There are, are some satellite offices in other locations. Of course, if you are sort of leading a preview center, like at Saratoga Springs or at Disneyland, you're going to be in those locations. But our corporate team was all headquartered for the most part in that, you know, three-story suburban style office with some Disney magic sprinkled on top of it as a Disney vacation club with the logo on it um, in celebration. So yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I'd say you're kind of like typical suburban office size. <laughs> did they, did they give you any nice like DVC perks while you were there? Like, did you, were you able to stay in any DVC resorts for oh, I a wish. No, I nothing wish. like that? Nothing. Yeah, nothing specific to Disney Vacation Club. The perks that I had were, believe me, still extensive working for Disney, but didn't extend much beyond that. I'd say the only perk I had was when I had to do something work-related for Disney Vacation Club. There was a day I had to go to the Top of the World Lounge at Bay Lake Tower, which as a regular cast member, unless you're working up there or staying at Bay Lake Tower using points, which is the only way you can get into the Top of the World Lounge, you have to actually be um, using Disney Vacation Club points at Bay Lake Tower. 
Um, so to go up to the top of the World Lounge was pretty cool. And then I also got to go into, they have, um, oh, what were they? They were, uh, I forgot, actually, believe it or not, I forgot the name. Now it's been like five years. But a monthly membership gathering for Disney Vacation Club members at the boardwalk at the Atlantic Dance Hall. So I got to go in there during the day to help set up before it became the evening. So that was interesting to kind of go in there <laughs> when it was, um, you know, closed down and all the lights were on. So, but otherwise, nothing too unique to working specifically at Disney Vacation Club in terms of perks. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the top of the World Lounge at the top of the Contemporary or top of Bay Lake Tower, it's really awesome up there. I went up there. We stayed at Bay Lake Tower for my, at my bachelor party, and we went up there at like 11 o'clock at night, and there was no one up there. It was just like, <laughs> it was just me and my buds, and we just were drinking, and we had a nice uh, view of the uh, the Magic Kingdom over there, so. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool time, but, um, all right, sweet. So we're kind of running a little low on time, so was there, like, any anything else that happened during this internship that you might want to share, like something I might not have asked, there's any else, anything else you want to touch upon? I will say the mentality is a little different, which is probably the only other thing I'll share, especially for anyone who is interested in doing it. You know, we talked about how it is more competitive and because it is more competitive, the caliber of those who are working in the Disney professional internship program are of a little bit of a, a higher level than the Disney college program. And I don't say that in a way to sound like it sounds snobby because believe me, the Disney college program is extremely competitive and you still have um, the same quality of an individual. But I just mean that the um, the level of initiative or the the, the speci- like everybody knows in this professional internship a, this very specific career path. Again, like they want people who are incredibly focused. So because of that, you get this sense of even while there's a lot of drive from people in the Disney College program who want to work for Disney. Um, the Disney professional internship, it's not just the drive, but the focus. And everybody kind of knows this is what I want to do. And because of that, there are, there's number one, um, you know, just sort of like a different level. And it's very much the, the best example or the best comparison I can give to you is you look at students in an undergraduate program and compare them to students in a graduate program. The same motivation, the same hard work, the same caliber of students, but those in a graduate level program have a focus. They know I've, I've learned what it is I want to do and I'm pursuing that path. And they're also in most cases a little older. So, um, you know, everybody is very focused on what they want to do. And um, it also affords you the opportunity to do more, not just learning and development from what it's like to work for Disney, but also what um, it's like to work on that specific team at Disney. So on the Disney College program, I always advise to people, talk, tell your leaders that you want to meet with individuals in departments you might want to work in. But on the Disney Professional Internship Program, I met with 10 marketing directors because I told my leader, and she was an amazing leader, look, one day, whether it's right after this internship or 20 years from now, I want to be on the marketing strategy team for Disney. Um, and so she had been working there for 20 years and had all these contacts. And I met one-on-one with 10 different marketing directors throughout the course of my professional internship. I wore a suit and tie. I went to their office. I met with them. I sat down for 30 minutes um, told them what I was looking to accomplish. Got a lot of great advice um, and, you know, connected with them on LinkedIn, kept in touch with them. Um, whenever I go down to Orlando, especially... Uh, if I have a lot of time available, if I'm there for a longer period of time, I try to grab coffee with them. Um, it's just, it's a little bit more like, a uh, you know, taking a, an entry level job, um, in a, you know, in your career path. So, um, you know, just to keep in mind that it is of that level. And because of that, it does give you so many opportunities to meet with people who like truly are the leaders in the departments that you want to work for. So it's an amazing opportunity. Um, and my only advice would be like to, to take absolute advantage of it. Um, do the networking, go out with your peers. Um, you know, even if you got to skip Epcot one night, uh, like go take the opportunity to go out with your peers if it's even not at Disney. Um, because this truly is like a, a career developing opportunity um, at a at a, a much higher level, 
um, so to, to treat it with the utmost care. But I had the time of my life. So um, definitely do it if you can. Excellent. Yeah, I think that's some really great advice. And yeah, remember, Epcot will always be there. And uh, <laughs> uh, you, you should go and take those opportunities while you can. But yeah. Uh, cool. Well, hey, that was that was awesome. I mean, I think you had a lot of great uh, experiences. I mean, I don't really know a lot about professional internships, but you've certainly enlightened me today. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So let's uh, a couple fun, two more fun questions before we get sure. out of here. So, do you have any uh, upcoming plans to to go to the Disney parks anytime soon? I do. I will be there in the summer before Galaxy's Edge opens. So. We're going in this period between um, festivals, between openings of lands, and we're just gonna take it easy. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go in uh, in the summer for a week, which will be really nice. Perfect. Yeah, the last trip that I took, we took it very easily. Like it was a very last minute trip, and we had. We were there for like five, six days, and we had like two reservations booked before we left. Like, we kind of just played it by ear. Like, we we slept in, and we relaxed, and like, we figured out what we what we wanted to do. Like that day, we we're just like, hey, what do we want to do for dinner? Oh, well, let's do this. So, um, I think it's kind of nice if you if you take a week a week long trip and then just kind of go with the flow a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice change of pace for sure. Nice. Uh, and then the last question. So the last time we we inter- or I interviewed you, I asked you what your favorite Disney parks background music was, and you actually chose the Land Pavilion. Um, so I, I had played that during the interview, but I want to know what's your second favorite because I'll use that for today's episode. Oh man, um, that is an awesome question. <laughs> Let me go with, and I got to think of something that's long enough. And also still enjoyable. Let's go with the. Um, uh, I have a couple of ideas. Let's go. You know, kind of sticking with. Um, oh, you know what? I have one. The Oasis. The Oasis area loop over at Animal Kingdom. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I love that one. Yeah. Nice and tranquil. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. Definitely use it. Um, well, cool. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I want to know uh, if you could tell the users where or the users, geez, I'm, I'm, I'm like at work. We, uh, I'm a designer, designer by trade. And we always call the people that use our website users. So that's right. Oh man. I, it's been a long day. It's <laughs> the, uh, how the I, want you to, I want you to tell the listeners, where can we find you? So I am at a lot of places. Uh, the easiest way to find me is to go to Instagram and go to Imagineer Podcast because I have all the links in there. I also have a website, which is theimagineerpodcast.com. Um, so you can go there as well. But you can find Imagineer Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and then on Instagram at Imagineer Podcast, like I said, on Facebook.com slash Imagineer Podcast. Um, we also have a, a Facebook group, um, which is uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash Imagineer Podcast. And on Twitter, because Imagineer Podcast is too long, we're at Imagineer Audio. Uh, but those are all the places you can find me. Um, but again, uh, you know, definitely... I would recommend at least checking out the uh, the podcast and Instagram because I am definitely very active in both of those places. Excellent. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Um, again, thank you so much for coming to the show. Uh, you're you're truly always welcome here. And uh, we'll, we'll have to do a show where it's not an interview because sometimes uh, I, I need people for my Wednesday shows because uh, I'm... I'm, I'm a little light on cast member interviews, so I have to fill the time somehow, but I would love to have you on a future episode and we'll find a good topic to talk about and we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, I'd love to. It's always a pleasure being on your show and thanks for offering to have me back. And yeah, let's definitely set something up again. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait to do it again. Sounds good.
All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Matt. Matt, thanks again for so much for coming on the show. It's always such a pleasure having you. And guys, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, please reach out and uh, we'll definitely get you on the schedule because I'm a little light on interviews, like I said, and uh, could really use the cast members. Otherwise, we're going to have some other fun episodes coming to you on Wednesdays. Well, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of Interview with a Cast Member. Now, guys, if you're not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so on Anchor Podcasts, sorry, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. And if you guys aren't following us on social media, you can find me at XS Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also make sure you're checking out our website at XSPress.com. You can find all of our links there. You can find every single channel that the podcast is on as well of, as well as our social media links so you can find everything there as well as great articles written by the excellent writers of Access Press. And if you want, you can shoot me an email over at matt at accesspresspodcast.com and let me know if you have any questions at all or if you want to reach out to be on the podcast if you were a previous cast member. Well, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.